Picture this. It's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with an eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Are your money back? Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Wonderful Thanksgiving, a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. Connor Daly, Joey Molinero, yes, sir, my brother. What's what up? a what a weekend, huh? Great weekend. Although I do hate the Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend oh. more than almost any other day of the year. It's Why brutal. is that? I mean, because there's so much excitement and like good vibes and feeling. You know, the Tuesday, Wednesday leading up to Thanksgiving weekend. You oh, got yeah. Thanksgiving, then you got the day off on Friday, and then, you know, it's a holiday weekend. And then all of a sudden, Sunday comes around, and you're like, oh man, full week. <laughs> you know, you got a little bit longer until you get the holiday, like until you get the the, the next break. It's just, it's just a bad feeling because you look yeah. forward to that weekend so much. I agree, man. I, it was, t- and it was a fun couple days. Like, I'm not going to lie. I went out, went out into the streets a little bit, you know, yeah. adventured around, saw people I hadn't seen in a long time. Uh, we did a lot of family activities too. Went to the you know went to a Pacer game, Colts game. I've been to a Colts game in like a year and a half. So you you were, obviously it was a bit, it was a tough game to watch. Yeah. but it was a good game at least, I guess, as they say, as the positive folks say. Um, you were Mr. Family Man though, dude. Yeah, man, we tried. All it was over the place. it was a good time. Built uh, gingerbread houses. Mm. Uh, tried to spell crypto on the roof. Ended up running out of space, <laughs> and then it ended up being Club Rip <laughs> instead of. <laughs> That's the crypto fitting, cave, right? yeah, yeah. I was like, well, it turns out I turned my uh, gingerbread house into a nightclub. That's so, good. Yeah, don't think that's been done before. Yeah, that's. Uh, I like that. Uh, did you said? Would you post a picture of that? I, I was on my Instagram, Instagram stories. Instagram getting, story. Getting that's heavy right. into it. Yeah, heavy yeah. into it. Well, that sounds like a blast, man. Yeah, and I hope everybody out there uh, had a, had a great weekend as well. Thanks for being back with us. Uh, so Speed Street. A reminder. 
to uh, give us a follow, give us a uh, subscribe, uh, uh, like the show, rate the show on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Leave us a nice uh, review. I got a review here that I really enjoyed, Connor. Can't wait. Um, that uh, came <laughs> from actually Uncle Grumpy Two. <laughs> Left us five stars. Said, oh. great listen. I really like this podcast, mostly because of Connor and Joey's banter. You don't even need to be a big racing fan to enjoy it. Hey. Which is beautiful, and that sounds not grumpy at all, Uncle Grumpy, too. Hey, uh, hey shout out Uncle Grumpy. Yeah. Huh? So, uh, <laughs> exactly. That's the point. And I appreciate that comment because we talk about so much here. But also, again, a reminder why we ask you to do that is because it helps the show continue to grow. It helps us continue to be able to do more shows because then the algorithm says, hey, these guys are good. People like listen to them. Bada boom. Boom. There it is. Hey, guess what also happened what? last week? What? Didn't I say hammer the Lions? Guess who covered the Lions? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lions covered, baby. <laughs> man, I was all over. I thought uh, you did call that, but I was like, man, I really think they're going to get the first one done today. Oh, Chicago's just, an absolute oh. just dog fest of, uh, of NFL football, and uh, <laughs> then somehow the Lions still choked it away. I feel so bad for Detroit Lions fans. I'm not going to lie. I, I, was, I was ready to see a win on Thanksgiving. I thought Motor City Dan Campbell was going to get it done, but uh, – that was tough, man. It was actually my worst weekend of football ever. Like I, we're, I'm in this CBS uh, Pick'em League where you Oof. pick pick who covers the spread. Yep. For the first time, I've been in the top ten this year, and there's like 80 people. Uh huh. And for the first time in the season, I got zero games correct. Oh my god! Until the Packers. Thankfully, I called the Packers and yeah. I called the Washington Football Team. But boy. It was my roughest weekend of picking who's going to win. And I don't know what is going on in the NFL, but it is hard to pick who's going to cover. It really, it really is. is. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody talks about it. Your you know? poor Steelers. I had the Steelers. <sighs> God. That, I, I had just, the Steelers. I, 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 I'm not talking <laughs> okay. about it. I don't want to talk about them. They made me sick. What I am excited to talk about, though, is my LSU Tigers hired Brian Kelly away from the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Burm, 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 burm. <laughs> yeah. We're big Brian Kelly guys, huh? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> And it was driving me nuts on on uh, Twitter and seeing online. You know, people always got to gripe about something, Connor. Absolutely. And seen it before, and we'll see it again. You'll see it again. You'll see it as soon as you look down at your phone from listening <laughs> to this. People are always griping. So the main thing, you know, people always said, well, Coach Orgeron, he is LSU. He's about as LSU as you can get. He's a Cajun through and through. But he's just not that good of a coach. He's a D-line coach. We got to get an X's and O's guy. We got to get a guy in here who really knows what's going on, how to run a team, right? All right, so you boot Coach O out after two years ago, had the best <laughs> best team in the history of the sport, 19-0, national champion, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boot him out, okay? Then all of a sudden, you hire Brian Kelly, and you got everybody online freaking out about because Brian Kelly looks like he doesn't like spicy food. And they don't <laughs> like the they don't like the hire because he doesn't look like he's, uh, you know, somebody who likes gumbo. My ass, dude. You can't have it both ways. Absolutely like you booted, not. You booted out the most LSU guy possible in Coach O, right? You just booted him out. Gone. And now you got to decide, all right? You got to pick. Do you want to win football games or do you want to be able to eat Cajun food with somebody? <laughs> like... Brian Kelly is a proven winner at every, literally every single one. It's D2, whether it's Cincinnati, whether it's Central Michigan, whether it's Notre Dame, historic winning coach. And you're going to complain about it because he doesn't, you know, he looks not the part. Give me a break, dude. Hey, it's all about putting W's in that win column. Exactly. You know I, mean? I mean, come on, win losses. You want the W's. That's it. That dude. And took- he's been successful. He's won a lot of games with Notre Dame. The guy, the guy has done his job. I mean, we both grew up in central Indiana. Yes. You remember the days very well as I remember the days when Notre Dame was three and nine consistently. <laughs> oh, six yeah. and six, five and seven. Yeah. They were 
on the doorstep of death. Like they, <laughs> they were so irrelevant. They were worth nothing. And then Brian Kelly comes in. He has him undefeated in the national championship within oh. three years of taking over the job. I That's at that. Notre Dame. So don't give me this. Well, he doesn't look the part. When he's going to come down to LSU, <laughs> he's going to open up a whole new world. He's going to run a program again, and he's going to get national. He's going to get LSU back to the national championship within two years. Boom. That's what Brian Kelly's going to do. And, and you, you know, know what? what? I'm going to have some Cajun food. I'm going to have some yats or whatever tonight. the hell you need tonight. And when that happens, I'm going to say, yeah, he likes spicy food. Get over it. National title again. And for those who aren't watching on YouTube, Joey is wearing an LSU sweater and LSU hat right now. So uh, go Tigers, as it's they big, say. It's a big day, man. LSU. <laughs> LSU, it's a big day. So uh, I had to get that off my chest. I had to use uh, this platform here to, we got to get that out. I love that, man. I, I literally have written in my notes for this podcast. There's all it is is football woes, and that that was not only the NFL but also college. What was going on there? There was a lot that was happening in football. I felt like it was such an electric sports weekend, though. Overall, like there was so much going on. You had Michigan beating Ohio State. Oh, I mean. Man. All kinds of, I mean, I, it was big. it was an electric experience. Mm-hmm. Just just seeing everyone's reactions to everything, I think, is on a holiday weekend, it feels like you're doing a little bit less. So maybe mm-hmm. you are paying attention to what's going on on the TV or the sports, the, the, the Twitter, the sports Twitter, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I enjoy seeing how hilarious people can get when they react to that stuff. And, you know, it's a great time of year. It's, it's you we're heading to Christmas now. We're getting into December, December football. You know, there's some... Games of snow on the field now. I mean, everyone Ooh. everyone loves to see a bit of that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and Michigan. They're now they're making their way to Indianapolis for the Gosh. first yeah. for the first time since the Big Ten championship game has been a thing at Lucas Oil. University of Michigan will be in town. You know what? I I'm a big Jim Harbaugh guy. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I, J, Jim is a is a family friend of ours. And I, again, I have no right. connections to any colleges, but but Jim has always been incredible to our family. And 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 I think as I told on this podcast, you. He's always been very supportive of racing. He's been involved with the race team before, and, Big and loves the Indy 500. Yeah. yeah, so I, 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 I'm very happy to Jim, and I, and I would actually love to see him in, in Indy. You know, I, I hope we can connect. I'm sure he's going to contact my stepdad, and hopefully, maybe we can all have some dinner. That'd be great to have dinner with Jim Harbaugh again. If I don't get the invite, at least let me FaceTime in <laughs> because I would love to do that. I, you know, we maybe might bring you to dinner with old Coach Jim. You know, a couple of whiskey cokes. I'll put them on me. Uh, I won't literally put them on me. I'll <laughs> buy them. But you should do. You know what you should do is you should send Harbaugh the same text that he sent you. Oh, but just. Yes. Flip the script now. Great idea. Before your Indy 500 run. Uh, oh, my gosh. Send yeah. that to Harbaugh. Coach. <laughs> There's Connor here. Just want to let you know. <laughs> well, yeah. No better this time. This is your game. Yeah. You got this. We're <laughs> going to the national championship, baby. I don't know. I think you should do that. That'd be awesome. It's, we come full circle here, man. Yeah. It's an exciting time in sports, man. It's an exciting time in sports. It is. It's an exciting time for this show. Yes. Uh, because we have our first guest today. First Yes. First guest on Speed Street, hopping in on Speed Street. Super excited about it. Tell a little bit about him. So I, I have an awesome intro for this young man named Drew Powell, mm. incredible actor. Yep. Um, and uh, that will be coming up right this very second. All right, guys, we told you that we were going to have a guest on Speed Street, a visitor to the street, Speed Street, that is. And we have found an incredible human being, an Indiana man, in mm-hmm. fact, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, loves motorsport, but he's also been in literally every television show that has, I think, ever been on television. Uh, <laughs> we're talking Gotham, Ray, Gaunt, Ray Donovan, Geostorm, Modern Family, NCIS, Hitman, Straw Dogs, Malcolm in the Middle. I mean, I, I think I saw CSI. I think I saw every single version of CSI. I don't know. This is like... Someone who I 
have really enjoyed getting to know over the last couple of years. Met him at the racetrack, have enjoyed watching him on the big screen. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone, Drew Powell is here. What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me. I am honored to be the first guest (laughs) on Skate Street. Yeah. I want a plaque right here in this beautiful (laughs) studio. Yeah, Uh, dude. I want to immortalize this. Thanks. You guys are great. It's awesome to have you here, honestly, because I. I, I wanted to have someone that I think has an incredible story to tell, like yourself, but also, you know, who loves racing. Obviously, there's a lot of this podcast that is about, you know, motorsport, IndyCar, stuff like that. Um, I mean, I want to get into what you've done as an actor, but also, like, I want to hear about what was your first racing experience? I know you're you're very, very connected to Indiana, and I know you know some other drivers out, out in the field, but but tell us about what was your first Indy 500 experience? Was your, did your, did your family love it? What, what, what was that, you know, where did that love start? Mm. Yeah, great question. Uh, well, like, well, like you boys probably understand, uh, maybe, maybe you grew up, I'm sure, going to the race all the time. I grew up never being able to watch the race because it was always blacked out, which I still never understood. <laughs> and so I, the, for me, the Indy 500 was about listening to it at somebody's barbecue on you know Memorial Day weekend and, uh, and then watching the replay afterwards. And it was the only race I watched all year long. Like I wasn't, you know, because I remember the days of cart and then Indy cart and split and I didn't know which was which and I could, the drivers, <laughs> I couldn't understand what was happening. And so um, the first time I went was in high school with my buddies and we ended up oh, in the yeah. snake pit oh and, yeah uh, as you should <laughs> i think everybody has to experience that at least once oh for sure uh, i saw and this is absolutely true no less than four dudes with <laughs> with actual phrases not words like phrases shaved into their back hair oh yeah Love no that. less than four <laughs> yeah one was like you know q95 is indy's greatest rock and roll i mean like they really <laughs> just all from the bob and tom was, show yeah, I mean, it, was, <laughs> it was a lot of back hair uh and a lot of people face down in the mud uh but it was you know it what an experience and, and there is nothing like the sound of those cars going around that track and uh, you know we went and played uh the golf course for the first time for me yes that's right earlier this year and uh even just hearing the the cars as we're like you know walking up to the first tee it, there is nothing like the thrill of that so that was uh my experience was you know a couple of times growing up not a big you know we loved it because i think just like people from kentucky love the you know derby yeah the derby and 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 so uh for for me it was then getting to know because of gotham uh had a driver reach out and we kind of became friends and so it was one of those deals where it was like hey uh you know why i, I kind of jokingly like i'll take you on a tour of the set if you uh get me into the indy 500 he's like okay so <laughs> he, he came out and uh uh this is simon pageant we're talking about and and took a tour of the set and then next thing i knew i was at the 100th running of the Indianapolis 500 on the grid before the thing, and I was like, "Well, I definitely got the better end of that deal." Uh, and then, I don't know, man. A lot of us think that that would be pretty cool to be on set for a major television show. <laughs> yeah. I know I, I'm trying to work those yeah. deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you, you're definitely going to come, uh, both of you guys. But but that was that changed the whole game for me because then once I got to know you drivers, once I got to know you, um, and 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 how you know, the intricacies of it. I was hooked, man. Yep. And I, that's the thing that people don't realize because it's hard. It's, it takes a minute to get into it. But once you do, 
man, every week. And now my whole family, like, uh, you know, even my extended family are, are, are into it. Um, when Simon won, uh, we, we were all at a big uh, event for my parents. They got a scholarship named after them. And so we're up in Chicago, so I couldn't be there. But we're all watching it in the, in the hotel room, and it was just intense. And so What a race. Yeah, it was, was a hell of a race. Yeah. Oh, yeah. smokes. Dude. Exactly. So, uh, so anyway, to, to, to answer your question, you know, I am now an official full-on fan. I think what – you know, it's just fun to to see you guys. Like this this year, watching you, freaking. <laughs> I mean, basically, I was like, "Well, he's winning. That's it. He's winning." Forty laps. And 40 you know, the party laps. afterwards would have been great. You know. Oh yeah, exactly. party afterwards was still great. <laughs> yeah, despite <laughs> not that's, that's true. Drew, I invited Drew out that night. Oh, by the way, didn't see it. Joe, Joe was there. That's Joey, fine. No Joey big deal. We had Milo there too. That was oh, a shame. A, yeah, exactly, my buddy Milo. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Like yeah. two months later, Connor's like, oh yeah, Milo uh, Ventimiglia was there. <laughs> Ventimiglia was there. And I was yeah. like, wait, wait. Yeah, wait he, he, he was in Envy? Yeah. In downtown Indy. <laughs> yeah. Old, uh, yeah, Jack from This Is Us was there. Yep. I still don't, you know, that's crazy. Yeah, we missed crazy. you that night. Though. I know. I, it, my brother was in town. God rest him. God rest him. He's still alive. Holy like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Did you just kill your brother? <laughs> I take it back. Take it back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not superstitious. Uh, okay. Hey, you got all the wood in, all the wood around here. Exactly. You're fine. God bless him. God uh, bless him. He's go. my younger brother who is smarter and better looking and also much more uh, sensible. And, and we, I had had some drinks with him and Simon at a sushi bar on the north side by ourselves. Literally, the thing was they opened it up for us, which no would have been sadness. great. Like, yeah, but it was not. And I'm like, I can let me go to the party. No, <laughs> no, you're not going to the party. Just let me go to the party for a minute. So he he wouldn't let me. That sounds a lot like my story, though, man. Like with racing, I, yeah. we talked a lot about that this past year. I've always been a 500 guy, but then like there's just those few 500s that you go to mm -hmm. that really it just clicks. Mm. Especially being from Indiana, sure. right? You know, I mean, it's a that's what a was very your big first deal. one that you went to. For, it was actually my senior year, of, going into my senior year of high school. It was uh, 2011 when Dan Weldon won Ooh. after J.R. Hildebrand yep. <laughs> sent it right to the wall. Walls down. Yep. <laughs> Turn four. Day for him. So yep. painful. Yep, it was that one. So I've been to you know a lot ever since in the last three or now, four. Now, did you whatever, go with your buddies so. or with your family? That first one was with my buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a different buddies. experience. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're going into senior year of high school. You don't go with <laughs> mom and dad at <laughs> yeah. 500. Come on. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to sit on a blanket in the stands with your, with no. your, with your boys. You, you want to wear a tank top, sneak yep. in some silver bullets, yes. and uh, just go ham, dude. You know what I mean? Keystone lights. Maybe exactly. Yes, exactly. Indeed. Now, have you gone to any other tracks, any other races besides Indianapolis Motor Speedway? One of the thrills of my life was, uh, you know, minor celebrity gets you a lot of great things, and one of them was... <laughs> major celebrity. Major thing. No, no, very minor. Uh, was uh, I got to do the two-seater with Mario at the Tricky Triangle for oh, nice. to lead the race. Uh, and so... Uh, he was, was in the fastest seat in sports. Yeah, Holy it was smokes, incredible. Man. So the day before, or the uh, at some point, I had just done the thing on Saturday. Yeah. But this, this particular one was... And then what's great about it is you catch up to the back of the pack, and for that hot second, it feels like you're racing. <laughs> They're coming, man. Green <laughs> flag, baby. Here we go. Uh, I don't know who... I, was, I don't know if it's you or somebody. I was 
last for whoever, sure. Whoever I was coming was up last. to, I was like, hey, what? What's up? Uh, that was a thrill. Although I did have this moment as we were going around, the, you know, one of the hardest tracks, right? I'm oh, a yeah, yeah, driver. It's very tough. Uh, and I'm thinking, okay, at the time, Mario was 76 years old. And so I started comparing him to other 76-year-olds I knew. And I had a panic attack. <laughs> I'm like, he's going to stroke yeah. out. <laughs> he, he is technically a member of the elderly community. Like, elderly. That's, a, that's a fact. That's a fact. He qualifies for those types of benefits in the cards, I guess, right? Well, Connor, Connor was there, obviously, with me the time that I was. So I was not going to do the fastest seat in sports. I was going to do one of the, the ride-along, the, the two-seaters yeah. in Nashville. Yeah. The, the inaugural oh, nice. Music City GP got set up, was cool. going to do it, was going to ride with Mario, and um, Connor was there. I was talking with him and his lovely mom about 10 minutes before <laughs> I was supposed to get in the car, and we had been there the night before, so of course in Nashville, you have a night in Nashville. Yeah, have I, a night. And so literally 10 minutes before I'm supposed to ride in the back with Mario Andretti, I'm like, I don't want to puke in my helmet and then have some puke somehow get up into Mario Andretti. We're going over a bridge. Old poor Mario Andretti, the legend, is going to have puke coming by. I was like, this is... So I ran to the port potty, yacked everywhere, but then I came back, got in line, only for it to rain, it got canceled. Oh, oh my God, no. It was, yeah, uh, yeah, he yeah. was in quite an interesting oh, no. shape uh, that morning. Yep. Oh, no. And it would have been, gosh, it would have been awesome if you would have got that right. I tell you what, that yeah. would have been fantastic. You're right. So, that hurts. I, I, I grown up as a kid in Indiana. At what point were you like, you know what? Acting. I, I think entertainment. I think Hollywood. I think that's me. Yeah. Because it doesn't really happen very often at all, especially from people in Indiana. That's true. That's true. And I, I, the truth is, for me, it was is from the beginning is, is when I got the bug. I mean, when I was in... You were doing theater and stuff, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. I read that in his bio. I was doing research there on the internet last night. Well yeah. done, That's Connor. cool, yeah. Nice. Good student. Hey, there we go. <laughs> Good. But that was it. I, was, I mean, but it started, like, in elementary school. I remember uh, I, they in kindergarten, they would brought me up in front of the whole school and I because I had the night before Christmas memorized. And so <laughs> that was, like, my party Classic. trick. And so I, I did it for the whole school. And then I did uh, the talent show. I had a little plaid shirt on and a cowboy hat. And my dad had to work, so he recorded. He played the guitar, so he recorded the music on a boombox and I had it on a uh, a piano bench next to me and I sang Grandma's Feather Bed by John Denver oh, and wow. uh, everybody clapped <laughs> and I'm like this is great I love That's this awesome. yeah. so uh, I was hooked early but then it was like your point is is well taken where it's like I didn't really know anybody who had yeah. done this. And I, I, you know, it was like, it, I didn't know how it was. So I was like, I'm going to be a, a sports journalist. That's the legitimate way to be on camera, right? Exactly. So yeah. I went and interned. I uh, went to DePaul University, uh, go Tigers, and uh, uh, Wabash sucks. And uh, <laughs> my brother in law went there. Sorry yeah. to your bro in law. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Sorry, not sorry. And, uh, <laughs> But, but uh, you know, I thought, okay, well, I guess I'll be a, I, I interned at Wish TV, Channel 8. Uh, Whoa. Was in, the, was in the sports room as Mark Patrick was a sports, sports uh, reporter back then or anchor. And we were, remember that? Yeah, you guys must have been like four years old when Jimmy Harbaugh almost took us to the Super Bowl. Mm, Jim, my, that's yeah. our guy. Uh, oh, yeah, I know. And, and I it, it rolled off Aaron Bailey's Comeback chest, kid. basically, yeah. uh, against the Steelers. Neil O'Donnell and your Steelers mm-hmm. ended up going to the, to the Super Bowl. And, and I remember that. That was uh, so. Anyway, my point is, is that then next I graduated college and it was like I got this crazy opportunity to go and be a a youth director of all things at a church in North Hollywood, and I 
was getting paid 15 grand a year. And I said, if you can find me a place to live, I'll come. And so I rented a room for 200 bucks a month from this 85 year old guy uh, <laughs> in his house up in the Hollywood Hills. Nice. Which sounds great, but it was the house hadn't been touched since like 1975. Yikes, yeah. So, uh, but it was, um, it was all I needed. It was that push I needed. And uh, I got Malcolm in the Middle like six months later and I was off to the races. So yeah. that is, that's a funny story about Malcolm in the Middle because Frankie Muniz. Mm hmm. Big race guy, yeah. like big racing, really? like race car driver. Yeah, he tried yeah. to be a race and car driver after the sh after like doing right. a bunch of acting. No joke. Yeah. So like I found that because I didn't actually know that that was like your first show, and like do you still keep in touch with Frankie? Because I I see Frankie all the time, like really, really randomly. Yeah, he he no came idea. to the races in Phoenix. Like he t he he was almost going to come to Long Beach this year. Like. I have a lot of respect for Frankie because he's always been cool. And, like, man, he was such a huge oh, yeah. star. Oh, yeah. Huge star. Mm -hmm. That's That show was fascinating to me because this was my first show. I got they, what they call Taft-Hartley. That got, got me in the union. And uh, it was such a fascinating show because, like, you know, Brian Cranston was a journeyman actor at that point. Yeah. You know, learning from Jane Kaczmarek, same thing. So I'm watching them, you know, soaking everything in. Um, and, and so then with those three kids, so you had, you know, Dewey, yeah. you know, the young kid who's, um, I think his parents were from, from Holland, um, something like that. And, and he was like, they were on him. He was like, no messing around. Child one actor, minute, disciplined. Disciplined, yeah. you know, then you had the old guy, the older kid, Reese, I can't remember his name. And he was like, had naked pictures, not maybe not naked, but you know, <laughs> bikini pictures on wasn't, his dressing room wall. Yeah. And it was like, you know, yeah. Wasn't Neil Patrick Harris in that show? Am I missing that? What, no, this, no, no, this wrong is show, the, bro. The wrong old, show. Yeah, that was Doogie Howser. Uh, but this, then the older, oldest uh, boy who, uh, Chris, Chris, uh, uh, Masterson, he also went mm -hmm. into racing for a hot second. Really? Yeah. Wow. And and he was uh, so, but then Frankie was in the middle. He was like, Obviously. you know, not not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They should have put yeah. that in the name. <laughs> Got it. But from a standpoint of, of you know how he, how he was you know he was kind of you know somewhere in the, between those two on the spec spectrum of of how they were parented. And I remember one time he uh, the Pacers were playing the Clippers. He was a big Clippers fan. Oh yeah. So his mom dropped him off in my house. And uh, and we we went in my car to Staples Center, which was brand new back then. And we he had these great seats, and we went and watched the Pacers and Clippers. <laughs> That's like, awesome. And and suddenly it's like, well, I'm this guy's guardian for the night. He's yeah. Like he was like 15 uh -oh. years old, so he couldn't drive, you know. But he was a sweet kid, maybe 14, and uh, really sweet kid, really nice guy, smart. And and I was always impressed with how he handled because you know throughout the night this was before cell phone cameras, oh, so it was yeah, like people yeah. had the disposable Actual, cameras. Yeah. And they're like, hey, hey, it's Malcolm. Can I take a picture? And he was always handled that better than I think most for sure 15, 13, 14 year olds would do. But the, the embarrassing part was I forgot my wallet. So I was like, hey, uh, you Frankie, just like 14 year old paper. Can, can I borrow 10 bucks for a Big Mac? <laughs> I wow, feel like such a loser. Dude. I'll pay you back, bro. That is so funny. I mean, I, I think like what a, what a place to start. And I think from then from then on, obviously, you've been in like, as I said, been in so many things. What do you think like what has been has it been tough to get to where you want to be? And like, have you got to where you want to be yet? Are you still looking for like, what's that next step? What's kind of like, we had this conversation earlier. I think we've talked a lot about on this show about how, you know, where I'm at in my career, like it's a tough spot to be. It's like, you know, do I, do I have enough sponsorship? Like there's, there's 7 billion people in the world and only 33 people get to suit up at the Indy 500 every year. Well, there's mm -hmm. a 7 billion people in the world and there's only like four or five main roles in each show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, yeah. there's so few people who get to do what you do. And so, so that makes it so challenging. And if you go to LA, well, guess what? Everyone wants to be an actor. So yep. that's gotta be a, a, a tough, 
basically a tough fight. You know yeah. what I mean? And and what do you like? What do you think? Like, like I I think I've I've loved to watch you in a lot of that stuff, right? But I also think you know what's what do you want to do next like what's 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 the next show what is it is it movies is it is it like a you know a headlining television show what do you think yeah i was listening to episode i want to say seven Mm -hmm. when you were talking about you know your future Mm -hmm. and uh by the way like subscribe uh (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) and uh but i was listening to what you were talking about with, with your plans for next year and i really resonated with it man because the highs and lows, and this is not just true for for you and I who are buddies, but all my other buddies who are professional athletes mm-hmm. across all of the sports. There are so many similarities because we're doing a job that a lot of people would love to do. Yes, mm-hmm. that's really hard, and you have to put your life on the line for it. Not not in a, the sense of like life or death, but like I had to say like, okay, I'm leaving everything I know here in Indiana. Yeah. I'm gonna get in my Honda Accord. I'm gonna drive across the country <laughs> to a place where I don't know anybody, and I'm gonna give this thing a shot. And I have no idea what I'm doing. Now you knew what you were doing. You had years. But, but the point is, is that we're doing this thing and there's no guarantee, you know, that it's ever going to pan out. And so sure. any success is worth celebrating. And and like you said, it's it's really important to keep that perspective because oftentimes I'll get down and be like, oh, or I'll see these. If I had a nickel for every show that I was the second choice. You know? oh, and, I, and I'm telling you, big ones, big, big movies, big life-changing things. Name three. Yeah, right I was going to say, give me yeah. some. Give me uh, one. Give me one. Um, Jeez. Okay, on the spot. Yep. Uh, <laughs> one of them was This Is Us. Um, oh, wow. They wanted me to play uh, the the boyfriend of... Uh, the Chris Sullivan role. Toby? Uh, Toby. Yep. No joke. And oh, my God. I was on Gotham at the time. And so they were. I was about to fly to test for it. Oh. They couldn't find the role. Couldn't find the role. And they were like, we think you're perfect. And I'm like, let's go. I read that script long before it ever aired. And I'm like, this is going to be huge. Now, it's not necessarily like my kind of show, but I knew that with that script on the what that turn at the end of that Great pilot product, episode, yeah. you're like, oh, my gosh. You would have crushed, dude. I would have loved it. Me. Yeah, yeah. I would have loved it. But here's the thing. I had Gotham, and Gotham was so much fun. Like, yeah. the stuff I got to do on that show. Great cast, too. I mean, honestly, there are some really great people on yeah. that show. I, as and, I watched it, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed watching these people. Yeah, I agree. And and everybody on that show was so happy to be there. You know, it was it was just but, you know, if you look so so okay, I would have had more fun, I think. Uh, on, in fact, I've talked to Milo and other guys. Not, not that they don't have fun on that show, but it's a, just a different thing. That's yeah. heavy drama all the time. We had drama. It's a comic book show, so I'm yeah. wearing suits, five thousand dollars suits, and shooting rocket launchers. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I'm having fun there. But from a business standpoint, this is us as a juggernaut. Oh, I mean, God, that yeah. show. And I'm so happy for Chris. You know, he's a great guy and a great actor, and I couldn't be happier for him. But that's one where you go like sliding Probably. doors, man. Yeah. Um, another one was Captain Phillips with Tom Hanks. Like oh, I was going to play oh, the, wow. the first mate and. Uh, I was too tall. They, they didn't. They didn't want the too guy, tall to ride this ride. Huh? Exactly. Goodness gracious! <laughs> they wanted a guy that was like shorter than Tom because in real life the guy was shorter than Tom, uh, Captain Phillips, and so it was like. You know, uh, did you get to read with Tom or anything at all? Did you, no, any, no, we didn't get to that yeah. point. No, it was, it was, but I was, they, they were like, they love you. I mean, and they, we did it, you know, I yeah. auditioned a few times. That's right. how you can tell. Like, if you audition and then they bring you back or they give you, now it's all on, on yeah, everything's uh-huh. on iPhone. Yeah, right. But, uh, but yeah, so there's those, you know, uh, another one right as I moved back from LA, right after Gotham was done, I was up, I was the director's choice for that show. Um, just Mercy with Jamie Foxx and uh, okay, yeah. Michael B. Jordan, who oh, played wow. prosecutor. Dang, man. And, uh, See, that's like that's that's wild to think about, right? Because like yep. 
the, I, I always try to, when, whenever you interact with, um, you know, people in different lines of work, right, whether it's athletes or actors or whatever, yep. you try to find some similarities or even musicians, right? You try to find some similarities on like what, like where does your, like, like I could have told you I was one race from being a Formula One driver, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's yeah. like you mm -hmm. know, things like that. It's right. crazy. Like, but everyone has like, we, when we put so much effort into this stuff, like you get so, and, and obviously you have a great amount of talent. So then there's there's a reason why you get that close, right? And so that's it's very interesting to hear, you know, hear those things because like I have felt what you feel for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I think to to look at, you know, to look at that and compare it side by side is wild. Because yeah. a lot of people, you know, when you look at acting and you look at I think um, you know, just the movie production, television production, you see all these incredible actors and all these like everyone's having a great time. But you gotta realize also like, hey, there's a lot of those other people who were probably going to do that as well. But, hey, guess what? Support them on their show, too. You know what I mean? Like, sure. there's so many things to watch. That's why I think watching everything is awesome because you learn so much about so many different people. And, like, obviously you see some characters and some people that end up on a lot of different shows. Yes. But it's really cool to, you know, to see a lot of people and see how different you can be on screen or how yeah. different you can be performing your craft, right? Right. And, I, look, I, I always take pains to say, like, all those people that did those jobs are awesome. It's never yeah. like, oh, uh, you know, screw them. But it is, <laughs> it's, it's from what, what we're talking about of how it would change your life. You know, sure. my being too tall for, you know, too tall, taller than Tom Hanks is the same <laughs> as you getting a freaking, you know, tire, you know, yeah. to your, mm. to your car, to my dome, to your yeah. dome, you know, with, you know, the Indy 500. So it's like, because those things ultimately it's, it, it you don't get any credit for that, even though, there is some bankable credit. People know that you led 40 laps of the Indy 500. People know that I was, you know, that were involved that, oh, yeah, if that guy comes right up again, people, he was right? good. Yeah. But that doesn't pay your mortgage. <laughs> yeah, but it is exciting. Hopes and dreams don't pay your mortgage. <laughs> I've never heard of that. It, uh, it does feel exciting, though, that on the flip side of the negative tire dropping out of the air, too tall for Tom Hanks, on the flip side of it, you're that close to, you know what I mean? There's there's one little thing close oh, yeah. to being the Indy 500 winner, yes. to landing that, yes. you know, Oscar-winning yes. role yes. or whatever it is, you yes. know? So exactly I think that, right. that's very exciting. And Joey, that's, that's you're hitting the, the thing on the head for me, which is now I've been doing this for 20 years. It is important to keep perspective, you know, and to, to celebrate sure. the wins. Sure, Because it is so easy to get down on yourself. I think it's true for everybody, but certainly in this business when you, like, you know, because then the movie comes out and you're like, oh gosh, you know, like I yeah. get the dagger. Or maybe the, the movie sucked and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That one. like there we go, we got out of that one. No, I didn't want that one deep down. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, no, that, that exactly. was a terrible call. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, good thing. I so I have an interesting question on like you, since you've been on all these shows, right, and, and movies as well. First of all, I didn't realize you were in Hitman. I saw Hitman on HBO the other day. Well, I, I was in the video game. Okay, good. Yes, because yes. I think I, I, I was like, wait a second. Game. Yeah, but again. You're in it, which yeah. is wild, because like yeah. I loved Hitman. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Did but you play who, it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. No big yeah. deal. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I, I, I want to know uh, of all the people that you've worked with, who do you think has been someone that you were like, this guy or girl like really gets it? Like uh, this, this, this person. There's a reason why they are either holding up those big trophies on those Sunday night award shows or. Or who is someone as well? Like, like a I want to brush I'll, with greatness. Yeah, like, like I want to yeah. hear who was that person and who do you think is undervalued? Mm. I know that's a lot, but like, go with the big one for who do you think has been like the most 
just impressive human being to work alongside? Yeah, that's a very good question. I'm gonna have to scan my. You can name a couple if you Rolodex. want. <laughs> um, golly, uh, okay, think Drew. Think Drew. <laughs> Um, Definitely put you on the spot. I could, yeah. have, fed, I could have fed you these earlier, yeah, but I, know, I wanted I it to be. About, I mean, I wanted it to be authentic. I just wanted to, you know <laughs> stir some stir some stuff around. Obviously, Ben McKenzie, Jada Pinkett Smith, and 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 Gotham. Yep. Is there any? I mean, um, I'm okay, going through the I, Rolodex here. Anybody? I, I'm Malcolm in the Middle, Chicago PD. I mean, I would say okay. So let's let's go with one we talked about, Brian Cranston. Now, yeah, you know, ah, there you go. He. So I had the interesting uh, opportunity to talk to him. You know. Uh, during you know my my days, my, that was my you know still like wide eyed. Like, yeah. How do I? Where do I stand? Where this? Where? How do Oof. I get to my trailer? Like what? Right. What do I do? And he was very helpful as a guy that you know. If you read his book, it's fascinating. You know how he was such a journeyman actor, and then gets to you know Breaking Bad, which everybody knows him from, and then he's off to the races. And like his whole back half of his career has been this juggernaut, right? Crazy. Like, and and and. And he genuinely is a great dude and a, and a guy that was very helpful. You know, I remember when, because I did about 13 episodes that first season. And uh, I remember as a birthday present, his wife was an actor at the time. I don't, maybe she still is, but as a birthday present, he funded uh, a movie that the two of them starred in. And we oh, all no went way. to, to the, a, a movie theater on the studio lot in the Radford, CBS Radford, and we watched this. And it was such a <laughs> cool thing because he was clearly loved his wife and they did this thing, you know, because it's not cheap to make a, to yeah. make a film. And, and it was really, I was like, I was really impressed by that. And, and then later on, he was at a wedding uh, of a dear friend of mine. And uh, he was in in full Walter White, bald with the, <laughs> the goatee. Oh my gosh! And, it's incredible. Uh, and we we had, we chatted for a long time at that wedding, and uh, you know reminisced. And he told me a fascinating thing, um, kind of about the sliding doors thing. He said, "I wouldn't have been Walter White uh, if it wasn't for this to- this I want to say Toyota, but it was a car commercial that." just worked out just right so he was gonna uh he was doing this commercial because he was still doing commercials back then and there was he he got cast vince gilligan wanted him for this episode of the x-files so we're going back long years years before yeah exactly i love that theme so he had this this the kind of you know how they had the main guest star in those roles the weird whatever his was and then, but then it, they, it wasn't going to work out because the Toyota commercial or the Chevy or whatever it was, wasn't going to, it was going to overlap. And he was like, he was devastated. He was like, I'm not going to be able to do this, do this movie or this show, this episode. And then at the last minute it worked out. He came back from Vegas or wherever he was shooting it and he worked out and he got that, he got there. And that changed his life. Not, oh, yeah. not the, the Breaking Bad because if he doesn't do that episode of, of, of X-Files with Vince Gilligan, mm-hmm. who then remembered him all those years later, for Breaking Bad and who he had to fight for. I mean, Gilligan fought for. They didn't want. They didn't want Brian. This guy from comedy, right? We're yeah, not looking, yeah. We don't the want him to do from this. Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want him to play this uh, heavy drama character. So, and 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 that's one of the other things is that it's frustrating, and and I'm sure frustrating for you guys too is when you know you can do the job. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, yeah. I had yeah. a job recently where you know it was for this pilot, and and I, you know, and it wasn't the like a down the line network TV choice um, in terms of physical characteristics. So they, you know, but, but you and I both know, like it's way more interesting if you have the thing that you don't expect Mm -hmm. that you haven't seen a million Mm -hmm. times, you know, um, you know, you can do the job as a race car driver, you know, you can, you know, you can hit the jokes, whatever it is. And you don't get the chance to do it because it's like, that's what I love about Brian's story is that he got the chance to do it. 
You yeah, know, he, they, really he, cool. he got his and, and it wasn't easy and people had to fight for him. But, you know, that is something I hold on to. So he's a he's a great one. Um, that, and then so, that's easy. That's awesome. And then I know like you're speaking of like who who's up and coming. Right. Or who, who do you think is going to be that next that next level superstar? Like you're good friends with like Millie Bobby Brown. Right. Yeah. And she's obviously really talented. Yeah. So yeah. What, is there like is there someone that you've worked with like or whether it's a child actor or like someone who's young and up and coming like who do you think I guess is like the going to be a, a really really massive thing over the next not that Millie Bobby Brown isn't yeah. already <laughs> massive yeah. that's a unique one yeah. I mean but talk she's about, still like a child exactly like it's I know it's it's so wild we reconnected recently after several years I met her in a green room of Comic Con uh, I had my guitar out um, because I was doing this musical which most people don't don't know exists but it's out there called Wonderland it's this musical I did nice. and I play this like really weird ice cream man <laughs> like with the hat Love and that. the whole thing I yeah. I'm all in sounds on that. fun yeah, yeah very wild uh and I end up singing a song at a lesbian biker party so nice. like I mean I'm just telling you the things the hits keep you gotta Say check what? it out Wanderland go check it out I'm, I'm wherever you get in. your movies um but so she comes up and she was 12 or 13 at the time and just comes pre stranger up. things no, this, this was is middle, this was, okay. but like beginning of Strange Things. Okay. So, oh, wow. So what, that started at the beginning of the summer, right? 26, 20, yeah, 16, Whatever that was, yeah. uh, that beginning of that summer, it was whenever the election was actually. So, yeah, it was summer 2016. Yeah. Um, and so it had hit and it was huge. And these, mm-hmm. the, all the kids were there at this Comic Con. And people were like, whoa, even the other like actor stars were like, because it was so, you know, Massive, it, just, yeah. it just was like a supernova, like really when that thing is. hit. And yeah. it was worth it. It was, I'm a huge fan. Love the show. Now my 10 year old son is a huge fan. So we're watching it all <laughs> over again. Nice. But she just came over and she's like, you don't need Amy Winehouse. And I was like, yeah, sure, I got a phone. Let's learn it. So we start singing, uh, I, you know, I'm no good. Um, you know, meet me downstairs at the And she's crushing. And I'm yeah. like, who is this girl, yeah. man? I mean, she has so much uh, charisma and uh, and talent in that it factor. So I, I was not surprised at all that, you know, and, and her story is pretty crazy, too, that talk about, like, going for it. Like, her oh, yeah. parent, her whole family basically put their lives on hold and like, all right, we're going to do this. So You know what I want? Maybe you could put in a word with her. I want her to play young Princess Leia, mm. origin story, mm. Millie Bobby Brown, young Princess Leia. Oh, actually, she would rip, dude. That's a great choice. I respect she would that. Rip. That's a great choice. Absolutely. If Disney rip. knows what they're doing, they will make that so. <laughs> yeah, no. Because so, that's a great choice. Uh, so... Let's get back to you, Drew, real quick. Let's get back to you. <laughs> you, you. You hit Malcolm in the middle. You go out to L.A. You you know, leave Indiana, this huge, go out to this, chase this huge dream, right? And then all of a sudden, like, at your 10-year reunion, are you coming back? <laughs> Drew Powell, you know, the the actor, you've seen me on TV. You're like, you what, might know what? me from such shows. Yeah. Right, right, right. Is that happening for you? Like, you come back to Indiana, and you're like, yeah, I'm, 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 I made it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, I mean, what was always funny to me was kind of that process, the first 10 years of, you know, I do Malcolm in the Middle and I did, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the show was, Cold Case, or I did VIP with Pamela Anderson. Oh, <laughs> all right. Also, <laughs> I didn't see that one on the list. <laughs> one, of my, one of my biggest regrets. It's a different website. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of my biggest regrets was uh, her brother was kind of a recurring role on that show. And so uh, he was in the scene with me and he's like, hey, man, they're, they're having a party, Tommy and and Pam are having a party at their house in Malibu. Oh, you want to come? Wow. Yep. And I didn't go. Dude, oh, I know. I know. How does that happen? I know. Imagine how much your life could have changed. I know. Yeah. For better or for worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not really sure what direction, but uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. man. And my buddy, uh, Sebastian Stan, uh, is just finished playing Tommy, which apparently oh, yeah. was intense.
intense. He looked. Yeah. I mean, that, have, you, have you seen the preview for oh that? Oh, my gosh. Yes, it's incredible. Dude, that, Tommy I mean, is spot on. And I, I can't wait to see on. this. Yeah, you know yeah, Tommy? I know Tommy, yes. Oh, and I, of course he knows Tommy. No, it's, Between it's the a, two of you guys, <laughs> no, I think I have a connection to every single person in the world right here in this room. Anything that has to do with Motley Crue, I'm going to watch it. I love because, it. Because, like, the dirt on Netflix, oh, tremendous film. And I was like, yeah, that. I mean, it looks like still like how Tommy's living now. Yeah, yeah. Except, I mean, he's married, but, like, my gosh, it's crazy. Yeah, he's, it's and, I, and I like the guy. He's really nice. Honestly. Right. Great but guy. then, like, is that how, you know? Is that, so you get, you, when I would come back, I would do these things, but the things that would people would, especially back in Lebanon, would talk about most were the commercials. Like, you know, <laughs> I'd do a commercial, like, oh, yo, I saw you on that Chevrolet commercial, man. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> I bought a Chevy Cruze because <laughs> <laughs> what? That's so it incredible. was always the commercials that were the bigger deal. Always. Yeah. That's hilarious, yeah. man. I bet a buddy called like, yeah, I was at the strip club and uh, saw a commercial. <laughs> uh, one of your commercials come on. We all went crazy. And all the, no, nobody knew what was going on. Yep. <laughs> so, I love that. Okay. Hey, big, all right. I'm glad I can be a part of your local, night. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious, strip man. Joint. Yeah. Uh, before we got, you know, I, we've kept you t- for, for too long. Got nah, I could questions. do this all day. Come on. You know one, that. I've uh, really enjoyed this conversation, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm learning a lot myself i think it's great we know you're a big uh, motorsport fan but we also know that you're a very big colts fan as you're rocking rec- re- re- right now and pacers yep. fan yes indeed give me a give me the drew pal state of the union right now for indianapolis professional sports man yeah. what do we got to do, what do here? where are we at <laughs> we were both at the game on sunday colts game well yeah. you also went to the pacer game but it was tough 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 to tough sunday tough. we yeah. support our colts but it, it was, tough. was a tough sunday man and this team is so uh uh, as I mentioned to you guys before, I, I, I ran into, as you do, this is like all my friends back in L.A. are like, what is this life you live when you go back to India? <laughs> I just, I love it because I love coming back here for so many reasons. You know, I, I think, you know, I think Indiana is a, uh, you know, this this misnomer of it's a flyover state. I think people come and it's true. Like when they came for the Super Bowl, you guys oh, yeah. know, oh, yeah. they come yeah. and they're like, wait a minute, this place is great. Yeah. You know, and it's a great place to come back to. It's a great touchstone for me, whether I'm in New York or in London or L.A. or London, wherever I am, to be back here. I love it and i love you know um i love that my son now gets to experience that so he gets to come yeah, back and awesome. be with his grandparents and his nephews i mean his cousins and um you know uh so i have a lot invested in in being here you know mm-hmm. i wish i could live here i wish we shot movies in indiana right. and they are there's some coming um but uh in terms of the sports world i this this colts team uh i i believe in it i i believe in them i do and when you see like against the Bucks, you know us kill ourselves. Yeah, that's so what hurts the worst. the worst. It's because we 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 were the better team. I, I believe double, that double digit lead, man. We yeah. were the dominant team, absolutely. And, and just and and the other thing I was very much aware of is that uh, turnovers not, not only kill because of of a switch of possession. The energy in that building mm. was sucked out mm. with every turnover, and then the defense tried to build it back up, and then the turnover, and then it would be sucked out again. And 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 listen. You know, I just did a, a voiceover for the Colts this morning. I was at the facility, which was really cool. I've never nice. been there before. And uh, uh, you talked to Jim Irsay? Uh, I did not. No, oh. did not talk to Jim. I was over in the marketing wing. Okay. They didn't let me because I wanted to go in like hard knocks. Like I'm here. Yeah. I, I wore my like jersey that said Grundy on the back. I'm like, yeah. let's go. You know, but uh, they wouldn't let me anywhere near there. They're smart. They're smart. But yeah. 
but you know, I, 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 I was doing a thing for talking about fans and I, they put me, they were very nice to give me seats you know, cause they don't, have, they don't have to pay me. They just know that if they give me tickets, I'll, sure. be, I'll do whatever they want. Hell yeah, yeah. And, uh, I was sitting with these diehards in section 117 and these guys, you know, first of all, my son and, and cousins learned a whole bunch of new language, <laughs> uh, particularly as it pertained to Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, but also the diet, like they are, they're like, yeah, we've been doing this for 30 years. We came over from RCA, like, wow. you know, that these people live and die with this team. And they, they, you know, the, the fan base in Indiana knows what they're doing, yeah. you know, and uh, it was fun to watch that. So I, my, my, I, I think we're going to make the playoffs. I think we're going to surprise a lot of people. Pacers are a little bit more of an enigma. I yeah. do not know what is going on. It's just, don't, don't you feel like the first game of the season was the uh, microcosm for them? Absolutely. Like played yeah. great, should have won, didn't at the end. No, and yep. That's been. I, I texted my buddy last night. This team is just impending doom. No matter what good is going on throughout the game, you're like, at, at some point, the doom is coming. And yeah. like, and could it, they have beat does. the Lakers? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, just so beat close. the Lakers. Should have so won close. last night. Scored yeah. 21 points this second. I mean, we can get on a whole thing yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know what the, I don't know what's going to happen with the Pacers. But I do love that somebody like yourself, who you know, you, it could be so easy to you know be out in LA, be a world traveler. You could hop in with the Lakers, or you could hop in with whatever's going on. And you stay true, you know. You yes, stay sir. true, and I and I love that. I yes, appreciate sir. that a lot. So before we let you go, let us let us know it, what what can we what can we be looking forward to for you? Uh, I know you just texted me about mm -hmm. a short film that you mm -hmm. did. It's on YouTube. That sounds uh, great. Uh, and so just let us know where we can follow you, where we where we can find you. What are we looking for next? Is there a pilot we need to be watching for? What's what's going yeah, on? Yeah. What can you tell us? Yes, all right, hot off the presses. Uh, yes, the the short film is is a unique one. I you know it did it as a kind of a character experiment. And then it's a really great uh, thing that's they're hoping to get shortlisted for the Oscars uh, called Champ. It's on YouTube. I think it's only on YouTube for a limited time. So it's definitely on, you know, for the next, uh, I think, few weeks. It's called Champ, it's a short film on YouTube. Um, and then uh, the thing I'm really most excited about is a movie I did this time last year in Oklahoma City called Unbreakable Boy. And it's uh, with Zach Levi, who played Shazam. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, nice. And Patty Heaton from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, you know, wow. no way. And uh, Megan Faye, who's a great, uh, uh, there's an up and coming actress who I think is amazing. And then this kid, Jacob Laval, who it's, it's about this kid with autism who also has brittle bones syndrome. It's a true story this guy wrote about his family and and kind of how they fell apart and then came back together. And and this kid, because of his autism and his worldview, is always so happy and so positive and, and so much energy that kind of kept them together and, you know, was truly unbreakable, even though, um, you know, I think he's up to something like 70 broken bones oh you know, in his life. Wow. You know, like it, it's it's an incredible story. His mom has that same syndrome. So uh, osteogenesis and it's called but this movie has so much heart and it's so and it we sh we kind of fit it in before this kurt warner movie i don't know if you've seen the ads called oh, yeah, yeah, american yeah. underdog it's wow. the same exact it's in that one too same uh, production company Lionsgate's gates studio and so the premiere of the uh, of our trailer is going to be uh in in american underdog on christmas day oh, and then nice. we premiere uh march 18th in theaters everywhere and it is it's a film that i can say unequivocally take your family go and just have a nice heartwarming uh story uh i play uh, a really interesting character that i don't want to give away uh but it can't get all the secrets yeah, today. yeah exactly. Boy, am i excited well, already it's, it's, not that, it's not that big a deal but right. i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to mess up the reveal but that's uh, all right let's just put it this way it's it's one of my favorite characters i've ever played and um and it was a real blessing in a dark time you know for pandemic i didn't think we'd work at all last year sure. 
sure. and yeah. I end up doing my favorite movie I've ever done. So that's awesome. Hell yeah. You never know. Sliding doors, bro. Sliding doors, yeah. man. Absolutely. Yeah. Drew, yeah. thanks so much for the time, dude. Buddy. Taking it. Yeah. First guest. This is a great so honor, yes. man. I, I really so enjoyed honored. this entire yeah, conversation. Yeah, we're honored to have you, and uh, I know that uh, we're all pals here, so I know we'll be chatting again. I hope yeah. we'll be chatting I again. I hope you'll man. let me come yeah. back. Yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah. Drew Powell. Good job, you guys. We thank Drew Powell, uh, the Indiana native, our friend, our pal, Drew Powell, uh, for coming in today. What a great conversation. I mean, honestly, I think as a first guest, um, that, that was great. I know I promised Tucker Barnhart, but I, I think Tucker will be on next week. He did so we've promise got a, to come he back. He did promise to come back next week, so that'll be great. But, man, Drew is it has an incredible story to tell. Talking about a guy from Indiana yep. who uh, you know has made it to the top level. I mean, he has really been in some incredible shows. Like I And I have... I watched Gotham. Like Gotham was definitely, I think, one of the big shows recently that I watched him on. And I mean, talk about you know being in, being in a comic book show or movie anyway is like awesome. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I, I I really really enjoyed that, and and we definitely appreciate him coming on because it's hard, it's hard to like. I, I feel like it's hard. It's been hard to really figure out who we want to have on this show because like, we want to have someone that I think you know. If we had another racing driver on, everyone's heard those stories before. You know what I mean? Sure. But if we can get someone different, who again, you heard his connection to racing, right? So we have someone that I did like loves that. racing, that, that is cool. connected to the sport, but has his own story to tell. I think that's very unique. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, we talked about it too with them, but just I can't get over. You know how many people grow up and are like, man, I like to be in movies. I like to be uh, an actor. That's right? me right now. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And then, yeah. But then how many people in, from Indiana have that same thought? Very few. And then all of a sudden you make it? I mean, that is a very, very fine line of people who actually do it. So it's very cool. It's true, man. I, I think, like, I, I don't really know many actors from Indiana. I knew one girl one time who ended up being an actress, and she was, again, really, really cool. Because I think, again, if you're, if you're an actor or an actress from Indiana – Obviously, everyone says people from the Midwest, you know, we got great Midwest hospitality. So I think yeah. it's not, you know, a lot of people in L.A., sometimes you meet them and you're like, oh, these guys are kind of douchey. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not not very nice people. But but these, you know, these, these folks definitely know, you know, they've grown up in Indiana. They know, you know, how, how great people are here. And, and that was awesome. So I'm glad we got to do that. I'm excited to talk to some more people as we keep going. And, you know, as we wrap this up here, we still have our Indy 5 random, our Ricky Treadway random yes. Indy 500. Oh, random. Yeah. Indy 500 driver of the week. Would not. Are be, you ready for I it? Would not be a show without that. Yes. I mean, I. This is fantastic, by the way, because Corey Witherill, one of our previous Indy 500 drivers of the week, he reached out to me. He said he listened to the show <laughs> and loved the mention, <laughs> and he's talked great. about his deal with Radio Shack, and it was hilarious. I was like, no way. He said they got the sponsor last minute on the grid, and like after they qualified, it was such a great story. I was like, hey, we appreciate Corey listening. That's phenomenal. Listening. Thanks, and then, Corey. IndyCar last week posted an article about Corey Witherill again, so maybe they were listening too. Who knows? It's all coming around. We got a lot of good press for Corey after <laughs> mention on the Speed Street. <laughs> but this is from the 1983 Indy 500. Okay, we've been we've been a little bit more recent. Yeah, we're going, going back, we're going back yeah. to the older days just because I picked a random year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was my dad's first Indy 500 as well. Okay, nice to uh, This is Don Whittington. This guy sounds rich as hell. Don Whittington. He finished 27th, and I think... This is, I believe he has a brother. There's the Whittington brothers. They might have been running their own race team. So you could be right. Don Whittington, W-H-I-T-T-I-N-G-T-O-N. Yep. See, I got him right here. And, and when I when I first heard that name, I thought two things. I thought, one, this is Don Whittington of, like, the Whittington Whittingtons in <laughs> London. Who, yeah. Yeah, Whittington Estate, who, you know, they, they are just loaded, loaded, loaded over there. And they have tea property. and crumpets all the time. <laughs> or... 
Don Whittington was a a, a gangster. Hey there, Don Whittington. It's oh. here, you know, uh, Southern guy, just Don Whittington down there in Texas. <laughs> and my second gut feeling was correct. Don Whittington, his actual first name is Reginald. Reginald. Reginald Donald Whittington. Wow. Like Don. See, um, I did not know this. Yep. An American former uh, racing driver from Lubbock, Texas. Yep. Shout out Red Raiders, <laughs> who won the 1979 24 Hours of Le Mans. All right. Uh, with his brother Bill Whittington and Klaus Ludwig. See, Whittington Brothers. I knew there was a Whittington Brothers race team, a racing affiliation. So let's get in. Yeah, that's got to be. Wow, that is very cool. Yeah. 24 Hours of Le Mans with your brother. I mean, that's big. Winning that, the 24 Hours of Le Mans is no joke. Not at all. All right. Uh, so he raced in one, two, three, four, five Indy 500s. Oh, wow. Uh, his first year was 1980, but we're talking 1983 here. 83. Um, so he was, uh, his chassis. Yep. Was March. Okay. Um, he started 27th in 1983, and he finished 27th. <laughs> Probably mechanical uh, failure of some sort. You know, these <laughs> things happen. My man is consistent. But hey. Old Don Whittington. Old Don. Uh, his best start was sixth the year after, 1980. Well, actually not the year after. He took a year off or didn't qualify the next year. 1985, started sixth, had some more issues, Uh-oh. finished 24th. But, Connor, in 1982... My man started eighth, finished sixth. Wow. All right, Don. So top 10, top 10 there. Let's hear it for Don. For Donnie. See, I'm learning things. Uh, I, I like this section. I, I like it's, this it, it is fun. You know, there's a lot of history here. We got people. We have a lot of success, it seems, I mean, between um, Corey and then between um, Ricky, Ricky Treadway. Treadway. Yeah. I mean, we have some <laughs> success here with some ties yeah. to the program, and I love it. Hey, you know what? We're all about trying to educate the people you know what i mean we want to we want to get our our indy 500 history out there we want to make sure that these drivers who put their lives on the line to race get the respect they deserve yeah that's a great point I and that. i like that we are also uh less than six months away from the greatest spectacle oh, yeah. in racing 106 running uh, very very excited that the countdown has begun um you know what i was thinking about too is with drew being our first guest uh, for those who you know, rate and review the show or who are listeners, whether it be on Instagram or Twitter, send me and Connor a note and be like, hey, I think this person would be a great guest to have on. I would yes. love to hear about their motorsports background. That would be Absolutely. phenomenal. We could take that into consideration and have some more fun with that. So, again, thanks to Drew Powell for stopping by. Again, you can watch that conversation on YouTube, Joey Molinaro. All the shows go up on my YouTube channel under Speed Street with Connor Daly. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. So please follow, subscribe, leave us a rating, leave us a review, tell us what you like. If there's something you don't like, maybe you do that too if you really feel the need. Um, but Thanks, guys. I mean, we just uh, we're continuing to grow. And we're we're making something out of this. This so. has been a lot of fun. We appreciate yeah. the support on this show, and uh, we will uh, we will keep it going. I, I today was definitely something that I I think people that's why they do podcasts because you learn something, you get to speak to interesting people. For and, sure. And I can't wait to talk to you know Tucker Barnard if he's still coming next <laughs> week. So I, I'm I'm excited. <laughs> we're gonna hunt you down, Tucker. All right, guys, appreciate <laughs> it. We'll be back next week on Speed Street. 